Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with episode number 14 of the Yakking Podcast. This is where we talk about life, business, and more to bring you tips and ideas for a changing world. We always bring you interesting guests, and today's guest is uh, in a different field to the ones we've normally been speaking to. So I'm going to end the mystery by first welcoming Kathleen and then asking her to introduce our guest. So hello, Kathleen. How are you doing there? Hello, Peter, and uh, welcome, everyone. It's great to be here with all of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And yes, we do have a special guest today, and her name is Julie Whitmer. Uh, and she is, uh, has a very interesting career, and she will share that with us. Welcome, Julie. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, uh, thank you for chatting with me. Um, I am a cartographer. I make maps. And uh, when we've gone to networking events, uh, I'm usually the only cartographer people have ever met. Um, yeah, I've, uh, this is actually my, my third career. I've always loved maps. I started off as an archaeologist. And uh, those were actually the first maps that I, that I bought. I was on digs and I, had, I still have somewhere around here huge wall maps of excavations of Syria and, and Turkey. Um, and then um, I, I lived in, in Munich for a while. And when I moved back here, I worked in IT for 15 years. And um, I loved doing a lot of customer service, problem solving. I was a network administrator, worked for an ISP, worked for BlackBerry. Um, and uh, it was, you know, it was, it was a very good job, but um, I, I, I like working in IT, solving problems, but it's kind of a same, uh, every, every other day, every day is a, almost the same kind of problem. So I, I liked creating something. So when I got laid off there, I, I wanted to go back and, and try something else. And I saw that you could study cartography and that like a light bulb went off. It's like, I, I did not know that you could actually that that was a job. So I said, okay, sign me up. I'm, I'm there. And, uh, and uh, at school, a lot of people wanted to um, have jobs doing more programming behind the scenes. And I always just wanted to make, make pretty maps that people like to look at. So that's what I've been doing for about seven years now. Oh, wow. wow. That is. That's interesting. So that, that explains how you got involved in it. You got involved from your first career of archaeology and then sort of held it in the background all the way through the IT bit and then started again. So <clears throat> instead of asking you a bit more about how you got started, tell us a little bit about archaeological exploration and excavation in Syria. Uh, it was obviously quite different then when you were there to what it is now. Well, I didn't actually uh, dig in Syria. I dug in Israel for... Okay two two seasons two summers and then in jordan i think it's been five summers total it was a two or three while i was at school and then i actually took a leave of absence from work one year just to to go back because my professor was still old professor was still excavating there wow um, i was in jordan so at the end of one of those digs we went to syria for two weeks and just beautiful beautiful and like damascus and and uh uh aleppo um, yeah, so it's it was quite a bit different then. <laughs> I bet. I yeah. bet. That was wow. about 15 years now, maybe. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm interested in this because, um, you know, a lot of people, when they hear that you're a cartographer, they're surprised by that as a career choice. But actually, maps are still widely used. Can you share with us some of the organizations that would um, be interested in even developing maps? Well, um, from the 
few hundred products I've worked on the past few years, the biggest chunk, maybe 35, 40% has been authors and publishers. Like uh, books are the, the main reason. I mean, if mm-hmm. you, a uh, main use of them, if you read a book, there might be, whether it's education or a textbook, there are maps throughout the book. But even for novels, you open the map and there's a frontispiece uh, map in there. I've actually, um, if you uh, look at my LinkedIn profile, I've uh, posted a couple of maps recently that I've done for like, sort of historical research books. And they wanted frontispiece maps showing the, the area of they're talking about. Like one was a, a shipwreck map. Um, another big, huge chunk is municipalities. So city maps for cycling maps. Um, like I've, you know, these these folding type maps that, you know, that, there we go. There's a <laughs> map right there. So that's um, Brampton's map. Um, and then there's uh, visitor guides. Um, so like it, if you travel next, if you stay at a hotel, you see all those huge um, display racks with all sorts of maps. Um, even if, the main focus of the brochure is not a map itself. There might be little maps around the edge saying, okay, here's where to find this business. So if once you know to look for them, you'll notice them everywhere. But the, the first impression is, well, you have Google. Why do you need a map? Well, the, they're all over the place. Yeah, very good. Very good. So I, I would imagine that um, over the years you've been doing this, it's, it's got a little different with the advent of Google Maps, for instance. So, so what's the process? So I, I, I'm writing a book. I, I have written a book with no maps in it. So I need a map of, um, let's say I'm doing a historical uh, story about the Middle East, early Christianity, something like that. So I say, Junior, I need a map showing where the prophet Paul might have traveled across the Mediterranean Sea. Mm-hmm. That's my brief. Where do, where, how do you take it from there? Well, um You've actually given me a lot more information than a lot of people who contact me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, um, I usually find out, like I, I want to know who the book is written for. Right. So we get an idea of the level of detail we want. Um, is it aimed for uh, like an academic reader or is it aimed for um, is it like a general interest book? Is it aimed for, for children? Like, I, you know, we need to know how we want to style the map as well, how, how accessible, how friendly to make it, or is it uh, just showing the facts, a more of a very simple black and white map that you would see in an academic publication, um, or a very colorful map to present the information differently. Um, I'd want to know the, the, the timeline, uh, the size, is it going to be a, a small two by two inch map somewhere on a page with a lot of text around it, or will it be a double page spread? And we can actually, we can get more creative there. Um, And then I can get, uh, there's a lot of free public domain data sets. That's one thing that you really have to watch. I can't just go on uh, Google and trace or download images. That violates copyright. Um, There's a wonderful data source called Natural Earth Data, and it's put together by a lot of volunteers. They have spent hundreds and hundreds of hours putting together uh, data sets at three different scales, zoom levels, for countries, cities, states, um, all like rivers, oceans, everything. Um, And that works for the overview maps. Right. 
if I want to get really zoomed in, then I'll have to look at something like OpenStreetMap, which is, it's open source, you're allowed to use it, you just have to cite the data. Um, or even at more zoomed in levels, you, uh, municipalities, there's government open data that you're allowed to use as well. But for a map such as yours, I actually did something very similar <laughs> to that. Um, a, a map of the uh, Mediterranean in the early Christian era. Right. A few months ago. So it was getting this natural earth data set, um, getting a few of the locations. I had to check with some of them with the author because uh, there were duplicate names and I wasn't sure mm -hmm. which one she was talking about. And then I will do uh, initially a layout draft. So it's, okay, here's just the black and white, the outline. Is that the area that we're covering? The zoom level's fine. Once you sign off on that, then I get the rest of the data, style it however we've discussed. Um, if it's grayscale, I'll do that. If, if you wanted a couple of different color options, I'll do that. And then you get the first draft just to get make, make sure that all the data is correct. And then we'll go back and forth a few times to get the style. So it is oh. a very collaborative approach. Sure, sure. Sounds like it. A quick add-on question to that one. If you're asked to do a map of a municipality, for instance, and they've just put in a new park, a whole lot of new streets within the last three or four months, do you have to get out there and go and, and walk around and take some measurements and coordinates, or is that all available online somewhere? That's all available online. Uh, the municipalities will have their own GIS departments and their own mm -hmm. surveyors quite often. And they upload this data to um, sort of a data clearinghouse. Right. Each municipality usually has that. They may not have all the data sets there. So sometimes their GIS department will have to send me the data set and I sign a waiver saying that I don't use that for anything else but that. And then once that project is done, I get rid of my copy of the data. Ah, interesting. I got to throw something quick, very quick one. You said very few, if you go to a networking event, you're the only networker. I got to tell you that way back in the 70s, because I'm quite old, uh, my former wife's one sister was married to a cartographer and that was in the pre-computer days where they did a lot of he had all those special pens and the big sheets of paper and all that sort of thing. Yes. So I knew when Kathleen said you were a cartographer, I knew what it was. Over oh, to you, okay. So I, I was just curious. So when you, um, once you have the final draft of this setup, do you, do you prepare it for print or how, do, how does that work? That depends as well. It uh, depends on the project. Um, if someone is working with uh, a publisher, the publisher will have requirements. So they may want a, a high quality uh, raster image, like a PNG or a TIFF file. Right. Um, or they may want a PDF with the printer and trim marks on it. Uh, and so I, I usually ask them what they need. Okay. I'm, I'm working with a, a client right now, an author, who I said is going to publish with Amazon. So I'm not sure if that's a self-publishing or because Amazon has multiple publishing options. Cool. So um, I'm preparing for him just PNG exports with the white or transparent backgrounds. I'm not sure which one he'll need. If it turns out they need PDF, you can always come back to me and I'll, I'll export that. Um, with municipalities, I provide them the, the print-ready file. Mm -hmm. So for the city of Mississauga, and I'm working with Burlington now, for example, I am working on the entire, uh, the entire brochure. So I will give them an export of uh, 
the, the PDF with the map embedded in it, and it will have all the printer uh, trim marks on it. Uh, for Brampton uh, last year, I gave them, I can't remember if it was a PDF or a PNG, but I gave them that file and they imported it into their PDF. So I didn't have, to, I didn't give them a file with trim marks on it. But municipalities will then take care of it printing themselves. Um, they usually have some a relationship, either printing in-house or they've got a relationship with a, you know, another, another printer and they'll be doing thousands of copies. Um, I did, uh, for times where there are smaller print runs, they just need a few copies. Like I'm working with a, a, a nonprofit organization locally. And uh, we finished the project a while ago, but uh, they're, they're not in the office anymore. They don't need the print map. So we'll probably be looking after that in a few months. And I will work with Andrea Kiff. I've worked with her in the past. Right, excellent. Yeah. So I can imagine that the, the cost to create a map largely depends on the level of details that the client wants. Can you elaborate on how that works? Yes. Uh, well, the, when people ask me about the price, this is why I can't post them because it can be anywhere from $350 to $7,000 or $8,000. It really does depend on, on the level of detail and what it's used for. So, um, and, and I do have different rates as well for nonprofits and, you know, small individuals versus corporations. Um, but yeah, so a small overview map of a grayscale map with just a few countries labeled a few cities, that is the simple map that will be $350 to start. Um, the, and you're not using it for navigation. It is really mm -hmm. just in the book to help the reader get a spatial context for the story being told. But a city map, a cycling map, people navigate using that. It has to be very accurate. Mm. Maybe not down to the meter, but I mean, you have to know that there's a, there's a specific type of infrastructure there. And if I get it wrong, I have it in the wrong space, then, you know, that would adversely affect someone's uh, commute. <laughs> Yeah, and you cycle into a lamppost, it could be painful. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So uh, the, the municipality usually provides me with, um, they may be working on an updated data set as we speak. So I start working with the last year's version. And then they may, I'll give them a draft, and it might go through three or four committees and people, and it gets back to me, and then we have a few rounds of revisions. So, and sometimes it's a matter that I will check satellite imagery. A couple of different versions, right. like a Google and Bing, and just make sure that okay, does the path end there, or does it actually go through and connect? So there's, wow. there's a lot, a lot of work there with those. But if I can jump in quick, I, I would imagine your task is made somewhat easier by the advent of computers. I'm thinking back to my former brother-in-law in the 1970s when everything was done by hand. That, that must have taken them forever to produce a detailed map in those days. Yes, uh, there, there are a lot of things that are easier about it. I don't have to hand draw everything. Uh, there are data sets that I can download, but they may not be optimized for the scale that I need. Right. So um, I may have to do a lot of generalization, a lot of simplification. I may have to move things around. If you've got um, a river right next to a road, depending on the scale you're, you're, you're looking at for the map, 
they might look like they're on top of each other. So I'll have to move it right, and have it far enough away. So you, at, at those um, maps where you're zoomed out a little more, you do sacrifice some um, accuracy for legibility. Yep. But at that level, the accuracy doesn't, isn't really that important. It doesn't matter if the river is five meters to the right when you're, no. <laughs> when you're looking at a country. Sure. No, it doesn't at all. Yeah. Ah, oh, amazing. Then uh, I've got something else I wanted to ask you quickly, um, Julie. H how do you market your services? Is, does your business come largely word of mouth or, or how do you do it? A lot of it is, is word of mouth. But I, um, a few years ago, I spent a lot of time working on my website. And uh, I probably did more reading than I should have when I should have been making maps on <laughs> SEO, search engine optimization. Right. But it seemed to have worked because people find me now around the world. Um, I got, I'll get, I'm working with someone in, uh, um, in England right now. And I've, worked, I've got a client I've had for five or six years now in Switzerland. I've worked with people in uh, Micronesia. And so they're finding me all over the place. Very but, good. Um, I, I want to work more locally. So I was telling Kathleen a couple of years ago, I started going out to networking events, which was a huge thing because I had been working from home for five years before that. And sure. uh, I mean, I, I still am. So it hasn't really changed the way I work. But um, I went out to networking events and I'm starting this, this past year, I've started on social media. I was lurking for a while. Now I'm starting to post things and, <laughs> and trying to, I think, demystify what cartography is. Sure. And, uh, you know, people do find that it, it, they don't really know how it's done. And, you know, it's, it's a lot easier with computers to get the data, but there's still a lot of cleaning up, a lot of editing. There's so much information that you download. You have to weed, like, weeded out the stuff that isn't necessary. And then depending on uh, labeling is a whole other thing. <laughs> yes, of course. That can take, that can take days to label a, a city map. Yeah, yeah, and then <clears throat> I think it's it's worn off a little, but with the the wave of uh, independence that came to so many countries around the world, half the names place names changed, didn't they? So that must have been a boon to cartographers producing all these <laughs> yes. same maps with the different names on them. <laughs> well, uh, the Natural Earth dataset actually has um, a, a dataset of disputed territories as well. Okay, so. You know, I, I do know of some of my colleagues who have had to change the names on maps depending on who they're making it for. Yep. I can, I can believe that. And I, I think I, I would imagine a thing like Ethiopia, South Sudan, the borders of this disputed states could change from month to month as well. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, lots of interesting stuff. Kathleen, have you got something else to ask Julie? No, uh, Julie, if, um, if people wanted to reach you, how, do, how would they do that? Well, I have my website, which I'm still tweaking. I'm constantly tweaking. It's witmaps.ca. And I'm on uh, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, and Facebook as uh, Julie Whitmer Maps. Julie Whitmer Maps. I will put that up. Okay. Yeah, I can uh, email the spelling to you afterward. And we'll That's remind a good, our, probably a good um, idea. Yes, and we'll remind our viewers and listeners that uh, links to Julie's website will be posted 
at the bottom of the video as long as well as a uh, uh, the podcast links as well absolutely yeah that's really Julie thank you so much uh, that oh, that yeah. is very interesting Kathleen you, back to you yes thanks so much for joining us Julie and um, you've opened you know this is it's a, it was a little bit of a mystery about how it all fit together but you've uh, you've managed to clarify a lot of things when it comes to cartography and and uh, okay. thank you so much for joining us today we really appreciate you Oh, Peter. I'm, I'm waving. Oh, yeah. We've got a couple of minutes, and I've got a burning question oh, I've got to ask Julie. Okay. Sure. What is the most unusual map you've created? Huh. <laughs> huh. Oh, well, okay, that might be a tie. Oh. I actually did one last year. It was a gift for someone. It's if someone had worked with uh, the previous year on a map for her business. She wanted um, to give a Christmas gift to a friend of hers who had played hockey uh, in university. Ah. So she wanted to uh, a map to represent the four years that he played hockey at university. So we we played around with that. That was interesting. Good. And the the other one that tied for that. The other one. Um, it was actually it was for an NGO. I can't remember the name of it right now. And it was about the nar narcotics trade in Iran. Oh. Wow. Wow, interesting. So that was, yeah, it, it was for a, a, a report. I've, I've tried to find it since then, but uh, it's in, in the weeds probably of the NGO <laughs> website. So. And not destined for general publication, I wouldn't say. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> thanks, thanks. That, I, that, those two ca that came to me. That one, should I say, that question came to me when you were talking just now. I bet you've had some interesting ones. Thank you, Julie. Well, thank you very much. Great chatting with both of you. Yeah, and that's it for another episode of the Yacking Podcast. And we'll be back in a few days' time with somebody else interesting to talk about their life. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.